As leaders, we're often tasked with the responsibility of chairing team meetings. It's time to stop thinking about our role as that of a chairperson and rather see it as a facilitator. In this role, the success of the meeting doesn't rely solely on you. Let's explore the value of meeting roles, the three roles that every team meeting needs, and how roles can help to alleviate some of the most common pitfalls we experience when teams come together. We all understand the positive impact and drive that comes from being a part of an effective team. When teams are less than effective, lack of productivity, frustration, and disengagement take over. Intentional and purposeful focus on building a culture of collaboration is the secret for leaders striving to make a difference. In building a culture of collaboration, Curtis and Lorna Hewson will share simple tips, ideas, and strategies to take your organization's collaborative efforts to the next level. As the prior principal of an elementary school, I did not understand the power of roles within team meetings. I thought, as the person chairing these times that we would come together, that I was doing everyone a favor by uh, not only leading the meeting, but by being the person that was taking the notes, by being the person who was watching the time and sticking to the agenda. I thought I was doing everyone a favor and that they would be able to just focus on the conversation if I took on all the responsibilities. It was the wrong way to think. Although it was coming from the right place of trying to bring out the best of the team, by taking on all the responsibility for that meeting success, I wasn't building not only leadership within others, but I wasn't ensuring shared ownership within all participants to ensure that our time together was being as impactful as possible. It was once we understood and came to realize that when we establish meeting roles, we actually can ensure that each person has responsibility to ensuring our time together is successful and that no one person would have to be um, solely responsible for our success. So when we introduce meeting roles into our teams, there's, there's really three integral roles that we want to be able to see. First off is the person who is facilitating. And I like thinking about this as a facilitator role rather than a chairperson. Rather than just attending to the agenda, the role of a facilitator is really about being able to paraphrase. What is it that we're hearing? You know, I think what you're trying to say is this. Have I got that correct? Uh, it's bringing others into the conversation and trying to ensure that equality in turn-taking is happening. I want to be asking questions and, and pulling out the thoughts and ideas of others. And then, most importantly, when we think about the roles, I want to be engaging the other people who have roles within the meeting. The second critical role that we see is who is taking our notes. Rather than each one of us having our own set of notes, and it was fascinating when we would do this, is even though we were all together in the same space, when we each had our own set of notes, we each took a different um, perspective from the meeting, or sometimes what was being shared was not necessarily um, being captured effectively. When we have one person that's taking the notes, and then even more importantly, projecting those up in front of us on, onto a screen, it allows not only focus that we're having during our meeting, but then it also allows us to ensure that we're seeing what's being 
being written, we're clarifying, we're adding to. This is where having a clear meeting notes document becomes really valuable. I very much utilize a tables approach when taking um, meeting notes that there's tables that will then allow the note taker to remain organized and keep our, the process of our team meeting intact by filling in each particular cell in relation to documenting the conversation and then most importantly documenting the actions that we'll be taking from that. So having that note taker role is really important. I have seen some team meetings where we might have a couple of different note takers especially if we're utilizing some shared um, documents like a Google Doc or a shared um, Word document that um, two people can be adding in some of those notes with one person taking on the primary role but then if they're engaging in the discussion another person can can follow up so that they can not only be involved but um, capturing what's happening for us the third critical role is that of a timekeeper have we assigned someone who is going to be keeping track of our time as a facilitator then I want to be able to at each section of our agenda be able to say to the timekeeper, okay, could we set five minutes for the next part of our conversation? So for instance, when we start off our meeting with celebrations, we want to say, all right, could we set a time, um, a timer for just 10 minutes for this particular section so that we can ensure our, our meeting is flowing smoothly, that we're attending to the times that we've said, and then most importantly, that the meeting that we intended to be 45 minutes doesn't stretch into an hour or beyond because we haven't been attentive. Now, sometimes this role can seem a little bit restrictive. It can seem like we're stopping conversations without letting them breathe. And of course, we can say, let's add another two minutes um, to this portion if we need to. But then what this allows us to do is over time for people to be succinct and on point, knowing that this particular section of our meeting only has this amount of allotted time. So we have to be direct and straight to the point. And over time, the use of this role really helps us to remain efficient. Now, there's other ways that we can then introduce additional roles. And the use of roles actually then can help attend to pitfalls that we may be experiencing within our team meetings. So for instance, if we find that we have a team member or two that, uh, or, or maybe all of us collectively, that go off on tangents and um, we, we start to engage in, in storytelling rather than thinking about, okay, what's our solutions-focused mindset and our actions that we'll take. We've seen organizations introduce the role of an interrupter. And it might be an interrupter's role to be able to intentionally interrupt and say, yeah, but what are we going to do? Trying to redirect us back in to our actions. I've seen some organizations where the person with this role might have a card that they'll hold up. Or there may be, I saw in one organization where they utilized a Staples easy button. And when we got off onto a tangent, that person's role was to press the button. The, the little button would say, that was easy. And it was a really effective way to remind us that it's easy to get off track and it would pull us back in. I've seen organizations that utilize this and it actually brings a little bit of levity to the um, conversation as well as everyone can, can uh, crack a smile or a little bit of a giggle to help redirect ourselves back in. So uh, if we're finding that maybe we're lacking some data that we want to utilize to continue to inform our conversations, 
Could we adopt the role of a data tracker? Maybe it's this person's responsibility that's going to have um, some data sets right in front of them and they'll continue to access. Maybe they're looking at financials that we have available that they can interject, but making it somebody's role to be attentive to that can be really powerful for us. In establishing a, a collaborative culture, we know the co-creation and then utilization of norms are really, really valuable for us. They articulate the expectations we have one another when operating as a team. Well, we can introduce the role of a norm analyst. And it's that person's job at the end of the meeting to say, how did they think we did? Or to look for really specific examples of when we were living that particular norm within our collaborative conversations. Now, the use of roles can feel awkward when we're first starting. They can seem a little bit mechanical. Um, they can sometimes feel like they're interrupting the natural flow of the meeting. But over time, what we find is people see these as just a natural part of our conversation. When we're coming together to collaborate, the, the roles just become how we do things. They become uh, just, just part of our process that helps us remain focused and efficient in, in those conversations. It, it really can become quite natural for us to know that the timer is going to uh, stop us when we've reached a certain point and and that's just the way that we operate. Now, uh, one of the things to really think about with these roles is the utilization of some type of visual display so that people are aware of A, not only who's playing what role within this meeting or who's taking on which role, but then can also um, provide um, what are the expectations or the the tasks that are associated with that role. So a great way that I see organizations do this is through the use of tent cards or table displays where on one side of the card that's displayed outward to the group, it shows, all right, my role today is I'm the facilitator. Now on the other side of the tent card, it may put what is my job when I am facilitating. Um, we've seen this also done with role cards where you know, we hand out a card of who's going to be our timekeeper today, who's our recorder. It, it may seem a little bit unnatural, but it becomes super effective, especially when we can get to a place where we can alternate the roles, where today this person's going to take on the timekeeper role and someone else is going to facilitate. Again, it's understanding that through this, each one of the individuals who are taking on certain roles have a responsibility to ensure that our collaborative time that we have is as focused, efficient, productive um, as it can possibly be. So some things to keep in mind when you're introducing those roles. Please share within uh, the comments section um, or email me if you have any other roles that you utilize. You'll also see in the show notes or in the YouTube description some further resources that can help you when introducing roles into your collaborative teams. I wish you all the best. For more on collaborative response, visit jigsawlearning.ca or join the JL Insider to receive access to newly added resources and content. Make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and the Jigsaw Learning YouTube channel to access past and upcoming episodes. Join us again as we continue to share tips, ideas, and strategies to help you continue to refine your culture of collaboration.